Hutch Mansell was looking for an excuse to let loose, and he found one. Today I'm talking about the bus brawl from Nobody. This is Scott's Up Indulgent Movie Podcast. movie friends welcome to scott's self-indulgent movie podcast i am scott and today i am talking about nobody specifically uh the recent bob odenkirk action movie specifically the bus brawl scene which is where we finally get to see a bob odenkirk in action hero edition which is very very fun and this particular fight scene i think is very well done has great lead in and i wanted to talk about it so today we're doing a fight scene breakdown which i call fight work and without further ado let's get started We've seen plenty of movies about grizzled badasses pulled back into action, whether it's John Wick's never-ending quest for vengeance or survival, or the entire fast team brought back to save the world again. It doesn't take much to bring our heroes back into the fray. But most of these movies have two things in common. First, the catalyst is almost world-shattering and forces our hero into action. Second, the hero in question is almost always played by an established action hero. Which is why this fight scene with perennial comedian Bob Odenkirk busting dudes in the face simply because he wants to is such a surprise, and a welcome one in a genre that leans heavily on established names and tropes. So let's talk about Hutch's return to form and Odenkirk's coming out party as an action hero. Nobody's bus brawl. After a robbery attempt in his home, something has reawakened in the family man Hutch Mansell. But after tracking down the robbers only emphasized their desperate circumstances and denied him catharsis, Hutch has a ton of aggression and nowhere for it to go. That is, until a group of drunken Russian gangsters step onto his bus and begin harassing a female passenger. Finally given a moral green light, Hutch pushes the driver outside and tells the men, I'm gonna fuck you up, before a bloody melee begins. So why does it work? It would be easy to play this fight and movie off as a fun novelty that works because of how unexpected it is. And while that's certainly a part of it, I think that does a disservice to the character work, build-up, stunt work, and choreography on display. So let's start with Hutch's character. Up until this point, we've gotten a lot of hints that Hutch has a monstrous capacity for violence that he's been keeping at bay. During the home invasion, he gets the drop on one of the robbers, but decides to stand down and let him leave. What he reveals to a former colleague from his old life, another giant hint he used to be a violent man, is that the robbers were very scared and that their weapon wasn't even loaded, so it made sense to let them go. Which is a great bait-and-switch for the movie the audience is expecting. On paper, this looks like a Death Wish-esque man-pushed-too-far-by-crime movie. Instead, the home invasion is an excuse or catalyst for Hutch to face a midlife crisis and identity crisis head-on because even a taste of his old violent life makes him hungry for more. Hence why he decides to go out and find the robbers, only to be denied catharsis once again when said robbers are even more desperate than he anticipated. And he's so frustrated about being denied his excuse that he hopes and even calls out to God to let drunken Russian goons get on his bus and give him a reason. So let's get to the build-up. The build-up to this particular scene is the whole movie up until this point. Not just because we haven't seen Hutch in action, despite numerous false starts, but because we also feel his frustration. His daily routine is mundane and and uninteresting, and his in-laws talk down to him. Even the garbage man seems to be dead set against him. 
and the home invasion only amplifies this feeling, as everyone, including his son, seems to look down on him. While he made the right and safe decision, everyone is judging him. So yeah, he's a bit mad. Hell, right before this, he bloodied his knuckles on, let's see here, uh, punching a brick wall. And now some Russian gangsters are about to get on his bus. And the camera follows them like Hutch's eyes in slow motion as he takes them in, and we already know where this is going. And then he pushes the bus driver out of the bus, makes his present known, and lays down a gauntlet. The real Hutch is finally here. And then we've got the character through fight work. This fight is an excellent example of how to blend story and characters in a single scene. We need this scene because Hutch's violent outburst is what sets the plot in motion, because of who he beats up in this scene. But we also need to establish Hutch is a credible fighter. As such, the fight is staged like a tune-up for Hutch. A tune-up is a match or a fight, is, it's a common phrase in sports, for a match between an elite competitor or team versus an outclassed or overmatched opponent. In boxing, this is a fighter whose job is to get beaten up and prop up a big name. And in college football, this is the college you've never heard of that will play an SEC program on opening weekend, so the SEC team can shake off the rust and work out some kinks. And much like a college football tune-up game, this, is the fight, this fight is the tale of two halves. The first half does two things. It shows that Hutch is a formidable fighter, but wordlessly indicates that he's out of practice, because he takes a lot of damage the first go-round. Hell, the first punch clocks him square in the jaw, and he doesn't have a good feel for his surroundings. He even gets a knife in his side for his troubles. He's getting in some devastating hits and surprising his opponents, but he's not the unstoppable force of nature he believes himself to be. At least not yet. But after Hutch is thrown through a bus window, the tenor changes. Because despite stumbling, he looks determined and ready. He cuts off a seatbelt with a nearby knife, wields said knife, tells the girl to run, and doesn't take a hit from here on out. He just slices and dices his opponents until all of them are on the ground. Hutch is truly here, and he's terrifying. We also have the choreography, the stunt work, and the camera work. A good fight scene needs to blend the choreography, stunt work, and camera work into a cohesive whole. And it will look different for every action filmmaker. The old kung fu approach is to zoom out and let the every let the audience track every blow, while American movies like the tight camera work that emphasizes the important moves. It's a difference between a John Wick scene and a Bourne scene. Nobody is somewhere in the middle. First and foremost, it's very clear that Bob Odenkirk is doing almost all of this fight work. He's throwing the punches and kicks and swings the weapons. Why is that important? First and foremost, it gives you more options for editing. If you don't have to hide a stunt double, you can do close-ups of the weapons going into someone's leg without people noticing. That doesn't look like Odenkirk's arm or leg doing the damage. The second reason is that the choreography tends to that the choreographer tends to adapt the fight choreography accordingly. While it's clear that Odenkirk got into great shape for the movie, he's not going to pull off roundhouse kicks or flying punches. Even Keanu doesn't do that anymore. Instead, when you've got a game lead actor, you make the most of your surroundings. A bus is an awkward place to have a fight, because there's a lot of natural obstacles. Unless, of course, you use those obstacles as weapons to enhance the fight. For instance, the seats may limit your footwork, but it also means when Hutch is briefly knocked down, he can throw a shin kick at someone. It also justifies following each weapon as it comes into play, whether it's a knife or a bottle that Hutch redirects. The director has excellent instincts when it comes to shot selection and knows exactly when to zoom in for emphasis, follow a blow for impact, and 
or pull back to give the audience a full view. And we even get some humorous bits thrown in as a handicap accessible seat falls when Hutch lands on it, and the tell the driver to stop lights pops up as Hutch uses the cable as a weapon. Or a bloodied Hutch assures the driver he's okay after he was just thrown through a window. The conclusion is it's a revealing melee. Part character piece and the moment our pl- plot starts in earnest, Nobody's Brust Brawl is the audience's thrilling introduction to Hart- Hutch's dark side. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.